Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the. Yeah. It, it's really the hearing of it. Yes. Yeah, not the hero of it. Mm. That's why, you know, all you can do is share uh, where you seemingly are and how, and a lot of what was, what gets downloaded in the early days was mostly reverse engineering. It just, uh, you mm. started to feel a relief and then it told you why you weren't feeling the relief and uh, it would it'd become obvious Then you brought me, I remember in AA, AA uh, was an incredible, probably the biggest effect in the action figure's life in the dreaming was getting struck sober. And then uh, I found myself able to articulate a lot of stuff people couldn't articulate. Yeah, so I was put in positions to sort of share a lot. And uh, I remember I had this commitment, 1991, uh, to uh, run a, a workshop on the fourth step, which is an inventory process. In AA, there's 12 steps. The first three are really observational. And then there's a decision made. Then the four through nine are the working steps. And then 10, 11, 12 maintain the condition that the first nine steps have allowed, yeah? So there I was leading a fourth step and uh, had the commitment uh, every Monday night. Now in AA, a lot of times you practice the spirit of rotation, but in this case, I had that commitment for like 16 years. If I was out of the country, if I came back in the country, I was allowed to keep doing it. So a long, long time. So you figure maybe 52 Mondays times 16 would be like a lot, a lot of conditions and circumstances, physical, mental, financial, uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, combinations. Sometimes my fairy princess broke up with me like five minutes before the meeting, or I was waiting to hear if I had AIDS because it used to take three weeks after you got the test. And I looked like a pretty good uh, uh, character to have AIDS because I was an intravenous drug user, yeah? So all these situations, and then I would show up at this meeting and there would be a lot of people there. And then it felt like something came through, yes? Yeah. In this case, if it was channeling, it didn't give me a name. It wasn't like Amos or Saul or St. Germain. It was just, it was anonymous, but it was definitely uh, coming through. And after having this, uh, this experience over and over again, and that what came through didn't seem to be conditioned by what it came through. Yeah. In other words, the conditions I thought I was in, financially, romantically, circumstantially, didn't seem to produce a condition for that, yeah? That sort of overrode any circumstance or condition that I could have been in. And it became obvious after uh, a lot of examples that really I had nothing to do with it, yeah? All I had to do was sit my ass in the room. That was basically the job of the action figure was to arrive there and that was that, yeah? And it was so funny because let's say something was very pressing on me for that day or maybe that week and maybe it was physical. I had physical pain or whatever and I would sit in that seat and I lost, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel any other pain. The story that seemed so important was put on pause. This just happened over and over and over again. Yeah. And then a lot of times people would be very confronting and I had no idea what to say. And then something would come out and all these people would come up to me and says, oh, how did you come up with that thing this, to respond to that person? I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I just sort of was there. Something happened over and over again. 
And so all of the misunderstandings that could have come up and taken hold maybe the first time I gave the talk, this was like after 500 times, it was quite obvious. Truly, I had nothing to do with it. And that's why, you know, I've come to a lot of Paul Hedeman satsangs and meetings. Yeah. But I've never attended any of them. <laughs> that's the greatest news. And the only reason why I actually show up is not because it's not based on my conditions. Yeah. The action figures conditions, the mental condition. It's based on something that's conditionless. It doesn't have to have the right setting. Doesn't have to have like 50 watt bulbs, you know, with a nice little moody look. It doesn't need anything. It's nice if you have candles or a picture of some person and nice flowers, but it really doesn't need anything. And if it's going to come, it's coming. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it doesn't want to come. It seems just to been coming for years over and over again. And uh <laughs> <laughs> I never had to uh, go through a process of becoming humble. I was humbled from the get-go. <laughs> it wasn't like, it was just obvious that I have nothing to do with it. And thank God. You're welcome. I wouldn't, wouldn't want to listen to Paul's advice, really. <laughs> I wouldn't especially on a lot of topics, but uh, so here we are. And I just started with that, with the hope of being of help to people in recovery. And then it just grew. And then uh, we used to have CDs where I used a magic mark and I would just put the dates. Yeah. And <laughs> they went to the Iraq war. It was wild. And then somebody found one in, in, in Staten Island, it didn't. He didn't know who it was who was talking, and he he was like a private investigator. He found us in San Francisco, and they asked me to come to New York. Yeah, and then the shit started to happen, and I got introduced to other groups, and I saw, I saw the addictive nature of the mental state uh, expressing itself through spiritual uh, seeking. Yeah. It was obvious, clear as day. It's just a different type of uniform. But there's a real advantage with addiction and alcoholism. Usually someone's going to intervene on your ass. Yeah. Either your family's going to put you somewhere or the cops or the hospital. Some usually someone's going to put a stop to it. But in spirituality, they'll let you sign up for the 35th retreat. They'll let, you, they'll let you become bankrupt because you spent all your money on these pursuits. There's like no governing, there's no like FDA, Food and Drug Administration. There's no, there's no warnings on the spiritual books that this may not be helpful to you. Yeah, there's no warnings. Yeah. And then I, I remember I had a, I was speaking in North Carolina and, uh, I thought I thought it was pretty clear what was coming out for about 50 minutes about self and the, and the selfing and the spiritual seeking. And one of the people that had been there the whole week, you know, doing this retreat and this day I showed up, they brought some like outside gunslingers to, to give a talk. They'd been there the whole week. So I, they go, hey, can you give us an example of what you've just been talking about? I went, voila, you're the example. You've been here the week the whole week yeah on and on and on it's not going to end so a lot the solution and actually sometimes the problem it's it's appearing as a problem is right out in the open yeah the solution definitely is it's always available at all times right where we are with no requirement necessary it's so obvious we're missing it and a lot of the times the cause of the of the unease is the interest to not have the unease. Yeah. It it reinforces the unease and breathes life into it without us knowing it. Yeah. So we're incredibly earnest and interested and serious about escaping, but it's actually being used to reinforce 
the prison that you seemingly are in. Yes. And the last one who, who usually knows is, is the example of it. Yeah. So the key here is loss of interest, really. And that which we're going to lose interest in cannot lose interest in itself. We are going to lose interest in it. It cannot lose interest in itself. Every time it attempts to lose interest, that's interest in itself. Yes? You have to see it or you're going to be at the effect of it. Yeah? So there's a loss of interest in that which cannot lose interest. <laughs> and I don't know how it's going to look for you. I don't. I can, I can share how it looked for me, but how it looks for me isn't a path. It's an expression, yes? How it looks for me, I didn't come to somewhere through the way it looks. The way it looks is an expression of that. It's not a way to it, yes? So you're gonna find, you're gonna find your own way if it's no way or not, yeah? You're gonna find it. And you're not, you're going to be like on a need to know basis. And it's going to be a really organic growth. And there'll be such an intimacy with it. Yeah. There'll be such an intimacy. Because it can appear any way it wants. It can express any way it wants. Yeah. A mistake is there was a famous old story about people who are following this saint. Yes. Now, the saint was one of those crazy wisdom saints, yes? He was doing a lot of shit and shit like that. And so people tried to do the same thing he was doing, as if it was a path to arrive at where he was. But where he was was expressing in that crazy way. The crazy way wasn't the way to get to where he is. It was the way where he, he was as a form of expression which it could be millions of forms of expression, yeah? So you can't use the expression like a, like a stepping stone to arrive at where you never left. That's the thing, the saint knows that he has never left. He's been convinced of that, yes? And now he's expressing whatever way it's being expressed, but it's not a path, it's an expression. It's sort of like the expressions those monks do, those Tibetan monks where they have a, they bring all this colored sand and they sit in this big area and they do a beautiful mandala, if you have ever seen them. And they're using these little, you know, ancient tools to let the sand out. And they, it's incredibly beautiful, it takes six days. And on the seventh day, they just shake it all up. Yeah. And they take off, they, they take off, yes. So that mandala was an expression. It wasn't a way to go back to it. Yes? So the key isn't to arrive, it's to have a recognition on having never left. And then what would look like you're, like the way you arrived now that you're doing over and over and over again, Uh, Paul, sorry, I accidentally muted you. What happened? I meant to mute somebody else, sorry. All right. When did you mute me? Um, five minutes ago? <laughs> four, four seconds. Oh, I, well, five seconds ago, I was starting to give you the secret handshake, but there you go. You have to come back. Blame, I, blame it on Mike. I don't want to hear anything about it. I was willing to show it, and there you go. It was muted. Yes, it was very fast. Okay. So I hope you see the direction. That's why when I speak to some people here, I'm pointing out that their own interest is being misdirected, and it's actually failing them. Where if it was put in the right hands, it would, it would produce a success. Yes? Yes. The interest is neutral. The attention is neutral. It's what's directing it and what it's put in. That's what it's going to produce. Yes. 
The interest and attention is neutral. Something is either directing it, yeah? And something is actually enslaving it. It's being put, everything that you're interested in, bounce, and bounce it like a reverse interest in self, yes? So when you're interested in this, the real interest is it's you that's interested in this. This is the this is called the, the loop of self-importance, yes? It goes like this, da 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 da. That interest there is the keen interest in something outside of itself plays the role of a mirror, and then you see that imaginary face all day. You, yeah? Yeah. So This is based on being ourselves reality. The seeker is the sort, S-O-U-G-H-T, not the sword, the sort. Yeah. What's looking is what you are looking for. What's looking. Yeah. So we don't question the what's looking. You question in you that's looking for. Yes. Why? Because what the you is looking for is what's looking. So let's forget what's looking as a as an goal or as a topic, let's look at what's looking. The you that's looking for is the topic when it comes to non-duality. What's looking is not the topic. It's everything. Yeah. What we're what we're looking at is what is the you that's looking for. That's what we want to be clear on. Yeah. The what's looking is clear as day. It's completely has never been muddied or or, or you know, it's just you know, you can throw tons of shit in there. It's never going to get brown. Yeah. It's just, just beautiful, clear, very like the aquamarine water in like Sicily and in, in Italy. Yeah. It's just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. So, but it's the you that's looking for. Yeah. And because the looking for is predicated on the you. Yeah. It's because of the you that you're looking for, yeah? So we're not stopping the look for, we're questioning the you, yeah? If the you drops, you'll see maybe, you may see the futility of looking for what's looking. <laughs> you know, it may dawn on you. The, the house will finally collapse. Yeah. The, the, you know, the shoe will drop. Yeah. The domino will click. Well, however it, you want to phrase it, there's going to be a whack of, uh, <laughs> of what's looking. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll see the absurdity of a you looking for. <laughs> Doesn't that, doesn't that, that where the message of non-duality brings you? Doesn't it bring you to an absurdity? It it brings you to a complete uh, polarity, really. It's you're the butt of the joke, but you can laugh with it now. Yeah, yeah, it's incredibly relieving, and to me, it's stabilized. Yeah, and I feel like the same can happen with all of us. Yeah, maybe some of us it has, and then really bound to this idea of an action figure and living this dream of experience for 80 or 90 years, uh, the greatest value in that situation is traveling lighter. Yeah, because you're probably not going to be able to make everything to go the way you want to go. But maybe you can actually travel lighter through, through whatever life has in store for you for these 70, 80, 90 years. I would think that would be incredibly valuable, yes? And then there's so many byproducts of that. You're present and available so you can enjoy peace of mind because peace of mind is present and available. <laughs> you can feel a new power flow in. Yeah. You can sense the presence, which is interest and attention and being not being enslaved to going on mental chores and and shopping for the mental condition all day. When interest and attention stops, it stops moving and stops being directed. Isn't that presence? That's what it is. What does interest and attention do? 
it lends presence to what it's interested in and attentive to, yes? Why is that? Because that's its nature, is presence. The interest and attention directed by the mental state lends presence to something that isn't really present. It's false evidence appearing, yeah? That same interest and attention, if it's not constantly doing all the chores of reinforcing this mental idea, it stops and that's presence, yeah? Instead of lending presence to things, it will be resting in presence of no thing, yeah? You're not gonna, you're gonna be moved by that. You're gonna hear a different note coming through the flute of the action figure. You're gonna start being played by something. Yeah, and you're gonna come to know it in however way it's going to be known as the action figure. Maybe with the, I don't know, maybe with a mystery, maybe with revelation. I don't know. And I wouldn't, if I knew, I wouldn't tell you because I'd rather have you find out what, it's the greatest joy, yeah? The greatest joy is waking up to waking up. You're already awake, yeah? I'd hate to try to tell you the 13 stages of awakening. <laughs> that, that would suck. Because you may have one stage, you may have 20 stages. There's no stage set. There's no 13 set stages. It's gonna do what it does. And you're gonna be along for the ride, yeah? And hopefully you'll be able to report back to whatever group you're involved with. And maybe the message you bring will be a disarming one, yeah? Not another false call to arms, you know? When do you get to rest? Is it peace when you put the arm down and then have to pick it up again? That's not peace. Peace is the end of it all. Yeah. You don't surrender, you're surrendered. Yeah. You're not constantly having to be convinced. You've been convinced. Yes. Those storylines have dried up. You have not, I have not tried to get into a moment for at least 30 years. <laughs> I swear to God, I have not made one effort to try to get into a moment or back into the moment that I sort of seemingly thought I left or get back to where I was. I've never been gone. Yeah. So all that, all those charades have at least been canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be beautiful if just one of them closed with the idea? I'm out of the moment, that incredulous, insane idea that some of us entertain, that we have an incredible power that we and we alone can be out of the moment. <laughs> uh, wouldn't you love to have that put to rest? I mean, for good, it just like uh, squished over. Yeah. And then more of those coming up, those most of those the clarity of understanding, bringing out the misunderstandings and having them back, yeah. Not like they come back like a zombie or something, they're, they're gone, yes, it's over. You've been convinced, now move on, yeah, yeah. I feel satsang affords this possibility, I do. It was in satsang that I realized I was never gonna ask another question. I was. I was sitting in a satsang, and it was clear to me, I'm never going to know it with this mechanism, <laughs> because I am it. It's just pointless to even throw a bone to it anymore. And this is just personal. Some people, I love them, the questions. It, because they're, they're asking the question is them being of service for a larger cause, which is a Zoom meeting, yeah? Inside, they already know the answer. They're playing a role, just like you are and I am here, yeah? We need someone to ask a question. People play that role. Ultimately, they already know. Do you think the answer doesn't know it's the answer already? It's a big charade. 
And usually it has other diverse ends, which is, you know, association with truth, all this shit. We're always constantly being used, yeah, to bring up value in things. Yeah, so I'm so happy to be here uh, because there's nowhere else I could be, yeah. So, and uh, it's it's uh, it's really a joy to sit with all of you in a nice space. And uh, again, I've had that experience quite a lot in AA at AA meetings, because you'll be in a meeting and uh, I've been in many, and over the years I've heard this statement a lot, some new person comes in and says, oh, I feel so good here. No one's judging me, No, and everyone's judged them as they walked in. Every fucking person that sat there was judging them, but they didn't feel any judgment because there's a loving presence that's expressing itself through our group conscience. So all these individual alcoholics, individually, they could all be assholes, but when they're together in this association with recovery, they produce a sweet bouquet. You see? This is what happens in satsang. Your condition is not what's playing a role in this satsang. It may play in a minor work. Our condition the condition is playing a role in all of these squares. Yes. And the sum is much, much, much bigger than the parts. Yeah. And the sum is before the parts. And it's nice when the parts get together to feel that sum. Yeah. And hopefully they'll feel it when we seem to get apart. Yes. Yeah. So. All right, Mike, if you're here, uh, yep. I'm ready for uh, questions or whatever, I'm, share. I'm enjoying Craig. the diversity. And Craig has his hand up. Oh, Craig, Craig, I got a lovely care package from Craig. Oh, that, that was quick. I only we, sent got it, we got it yesterday. Amelia and I, thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome, Mike. Yes, I had a blueberry chocolate. It almost, uh, it became all consuming, a very, very potent uh, effect. I didn't eat the rest of the day. <laughs> it was Have you tried powerful. the it Had like the quintessence of blueberry in it. I don't know what it was. That's yeah. cool. Thank you so much. And the, uh, and the Manuka honey, I love Manuka honey, so. Yeah, you're welcome, very welcome. That's my health regimen is taking Manuka honey. Yeah, that's the good stuff too. It's supposed yeah. to be really. Yeah. That's all I do is take manuka honey. You go. I like the bees. Bees are incredible because bees are the alchemists, really. One of Have the you... great alchemists in this dreaming, bees. They're incredible. If you actually, if you actually look at a beehive, you know, the, the little, the design of it, it's fucking incredible. It's yeah. like, the engineering of how they how they construct those beehives um, is it's incredible. It's yeah, and there's no bee to know anything. That's the good idea. It's just <laughs> being b e e i n g instead of b e i n g. It's being. They're really that man. Yeah, they're yeah. incredible. Turn into. I love bee pollen and all that stuff. Anything bees do, I'm into, man. Yeah. Hummingbirds so, too. You're gonna get a damn good product from a bee. <laughs> <laughs> you are. They're just unbelievable. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. Yeah. First, and I'll go ahead. Very welcome. Um I just had some wanted to some incidental shares of just popping up. Um Last, it's just starting to get cold here. Last night we, we lit the fire, the open fire for the first time. And the colors, the colors of fire, you know, if you are just fucking mesmerizing, you know, the orange, it's, not, it's like an orange, but it's not an orange. And it's a wash with yellow, but it's not yellow. There's uh, greens and blues in there, there's purple at the core of it. It's just fucking. 
mesmerizing, the color of it, just gorgeous. And um, we've been, it depends what you burn, but sometimes the fire's silent. I mean, dead silent. And um, last night I was just on top of it, staring at it, and you couldn't hear it. The only, you, faintly, the only thing you could hear was the flame dancing in the air. There's no crackle or move, but just the flame. You could hear the flame dancing in the air. It was just gorgeous, so beautiful to the eye and to the ear. And the warmth. There's nothing like that natural warmth, you know. Just very, very gorgeous. I just noticed it last night for the first time. The other thing, I was walking down the street the other day, just going down to the market, and I was just going through the local village down here, Turak Village, and I was just approaching a coffee store, a coffee shop, and there were two girls sitting outside the coffee shop having a coffee. Um, they were sitting at these raised tables on stools. And as I was approaching them, they were giggling their heads off. They were laughing their heads off. Not like, you know, when sometimes when teenagers get together and they laugh, but they're not really laughing at anything. They're just, it's sort of hollow laughter. This wasn't like that. This was uh, pure joy, really joyful laughter. There's one girl facing me and the other girl had her back to me. And as I was walking towards, <laughs> walking towards them, the girl that was facing me, she was almost falling off her chair. She was leaning to her. She was laughing that hard. Um, <laughs> the other one who had her back to me, you know, when you laugh, so you laugh, when you laugh from the gut, when you really laugh joyously, you laugh from the gut and it vibrates the body. The body just vibrates. The girl, the girl with her back to me, I could see her body vibrating, you know, with laughter. And it was just so gorgeous. But the thing was, when I walked past them, that joy just went whoosh. It just went, this warm glow of joy just sort of hopped across and went whoosh. And I could feel the corners of my mouth stretching out to my ears. And I just started laughing, laughing. And it was just so beautiful because it wasn't Craig's joy, it was their joy. It just washed on me. It was so delightful. <laughs> it was so... <laughs> oh, Jesus. I can't... <laughs> it was just beautiful. Unbelievable. Anyway, just a bit further down the road, there's a little park there. And, <laughs> and um, there was a dog in the park off its leash. And it was running around, you know, just, uh, it was just having a ball, checking things out. And I could just feel that same thing. I had to stop and watch it. I could feel the joy of the dog or the curiosity in them and everything. And it would have been, he would have been 20 odd meters away from me. I was just watching him. One, and he stopped. He stopped and he looked around at me. <laughs> <laughs> And the look on his face was just priceless. It was like, this is fucking great, isn't it? It's fucking unbelievable. And then he just turned away and off he went again, doing his thing, you know? <laughs> oh, just beautiful. <laughs> anyway, so I kept walking. I thought it was such a uh, nice morning. I thought I'll go down the gardens before I go to the market just have a, a seat down there for a little while. And I sat, actually, you know when I told you about that singing bird? The singing bird, that's where I was sitting. Yeah. And those, those bushes, those thick trees and bushes, well, they were there, I was sitting there, and I was what these little birds, little like finches or something, like fucking spaceships, they would come down, fl flying down, zoomed out, and they would go through that, through that, all that foliage and shit, but they would just come zoom and they go do, 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 and land on a branch. I just, um, their uh, tracking system, how they navigate that, it's just incredible. How they don't, you know, 
like make a misjudgment and fucking whack into a branch and end up their ass on the ground. It's really, you know, how do they do that? It's just, I thought, it's just, what's so beautiful about it is it's just like an instinct. It's just instinct. It's not as though they're sitting on the branch <laughs> looking at the, looking at, all right, I'm going to fly through that gap. I'm going to make a quick right when I get through there. I'm going to go up 10 centimetres over that branch. I'm going to go up 45 degrees to my left once I get through that. You know, it's not that, <laughs> you know what I mean? They just go, they're just sitting there. They're just looking around and they go fucking zoom. In they go, zoom, 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 land on the fucking branch and, the, and they're just looking around. I thought that's so fucking beautiful because it's just so, it's just instinct. Instinct, instinct, instinct. I reckon when the, the action figure can pull, can pull something like that when, it, when you're uh, operating from the gut, you know, the just gut instinct and you're just moving with that, the action figure can pull off a bit of that, um, a bit of that mojo, you know, it's a, I was watching this thing the other day about a hummingbird, hummingbirds, and it was about this particular hummingbird. It was um, native to Asia. They call it the rainbow bird. And it's the most fucking beautiful looking thing you've ever seen in your life. Not the colours in it are just incredible. But everything about it is beautiful. The anatomy, its eyes, the way it sits, the way it turns its head. But what's even more beautiful, makes it even more gorgeous, is the fact that it doesn't know it's gorgeous. It doesn't know it's beautiful. It just is beautiful. This is something so gorgeous about that, about that, the, the, lack of, um, the lack of thought system to reflect on, how am I looking today? You know, when you sometimes when you see, folks walking down the street, you look, someone will just take your eye. Because most people, you're walking down the street, everyone knows how they're looking that day, they've got dressed, they've checked themselves out in the mirror. Most action figures are very self-conscious. Sometimes, you know, someone will grab your eye. <laughs> the other day, there was a woman, she was walking out of the chemist. She was dressed in black and she had an aqua, jumper thrown over her um thrown over her shoulders and she uh, she just walked out she was just so beautiful i just had to stop and i just i thought you are that not you are gorgeous but that is gorgeous the way that even the way the aqua was sitting against the black the way the aqua blue looked against the black was just it was just stunning and when you're out there, sometimes when I'm out there, you know, it's everywhere, isn't it? It's fucking everywhere. Sometimes I'm just thinking, Jesus Christ, look at that. Today, it is a beautiful day out there. And I was walking down the street before looking at the sky and how the sky. Oh, my the, God. The tint of the blue. The tint of the blue changes depending on where the sun hits it. I mean, Jesus Christ. Really, there's beauty it's just everywhere. The, 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 um, the focus of everything, everything becomes sharp, really sharp. And there's color, you see the colors that you don't have a word for, like it's a different spectrum. You know what I mean? It's just fucking everywhere. It's everywhere. Beauty. It just knocks me out sometimes. I mean, it's just such a fucking central feast. I feel like grabbing someone and saying, fucking hell, look at this. Have a look at that. I really do. I wish sometimes it's overwhelming, the beauty. It brings, I want to drop to my knees sometimes in, in just in all of it. There's Craig. so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know we were going to have a Craig's Corner tonight. That's pretty good. <laughs> so you, we were inside and you locked the door. <laughs> you know, I feel humbly uh, 
the beauty we get to witness pales uh, to the beauty that it comes from. Yeah. So the yeah. beauty of nothing is what we see sometimes in everything. Yeah. Yes. We come in from here and then project it out. Yes. It's the beauty of us seeking expression. Yes. Yeah. That's why. You could walk down that that park and and be absorbed in your head or looking at the phone and none of that would have been noticed. No. Yeah. That's what's intriguing about it. So this is why, you know, for those who have eyes to see, see that beauty. It doesn't mean having eyes sees that beauty. It's those who have eyes that see, see that beauty. Yes. It's not just having eyes, but eyes that see and ears that hear. That's different than saying eyes and ears. It's eyes that can see and ears that can hear that beauty that's coming in as nothing and expressing as something. Yeah. Yeah. It, gets, it does bring you to your knees and brings a joy over you and a deep appreciation. And... Uh, and an or because uh, that out, uh, outer expression of beauty pales to the inner beauty, yes? Which is awesome. Can you imagine how beautiful nothing is when you see so much beauty in something? Mind-boggling. Yeah, so of course, this is, the action figure gets gets massaged over the years and some of its knots and rigidity gets softened up just by being in the association with truth yeah it does it changes the action figure it changes what it receives what it can receive and what it can give yes it does a lot uh it's like the thing we we used to use the example of um when I used to go to Asia, they used to have these little cardboard box cameras that you'd only have like 12 shots in. They would be disposable. You would bring it back to, after you took those pictures to the place, they would develop the pictures. You wouldn't get the camera back. It was like 10 bucks, five bucks or whatever. Yes, they'd be like throwaway fat cameras. And they had sort of a plastic lens and Basically, you just pointed and you hoped you captured what you were trying to take a picture because you couldn't really see it clearly through the camera. Yes. And then let's say there's this huge, incredible 360 degree surround vision HD. And that thing has a like a mobile tripod. It's walking around and it looks at this small camera. And it says, I'm going to look through the camera, the small camera. And as it does, it seems to forget that it's the big camera. Yeah. Now it's looking as if it's the small camera through the camera, but as the small camera. There's no difference that something's moving through, or something is seeing the camera. Yeah. There's no distinction. You're the, it's, it's now the small camera. And so now it has rumblings of memory of HD and 360 degree, but basically it can't see that well. And it's just hoping it, it gets the picture it's taking. Yeah. So what happens? Completely handcuffed with this identification as the small camera, the larger camera can only come up with, well, I've got to improve the lens of this small camera. So I'm going to save my money up and buy like a $1,200 Nikon lens, and I'm going to attach it to the lens I have. But the thing is, the plastic lens is the first one. It's going to dictate the effect of the Nikon lens that you put on. Yes. So now you have, so you figure, oh, I got to get even a bigger, a better one. But all of your hopes of improvement get defeated by the present tense basis which is this plastic lens yeah someone and then a lot of people are trying to help you as this small camera 
and there's great masters of how to get bigger as the small camera. But somebody shows up and says, hey, listen, and it doesn't talk to the small camera, it talks to the big camera. And it tells, says to the big camera, you're not the small camera. Yes? Big camera had never heard it, but it heard it. It's hearing it. It hears the message. Yeah? And what happens? It recognizes it's not the small camera. What does it do? Move away from it. Yeah? Now, instead of seeing everything through the small camera, it sees the small camera. Yeah? From the larger camera. Yes? There's no stitches where it had to be, you know, the wound from separation. No. It was never the small camera. Never. Yes? It was always had the HD, had all the lenses. It didn't need a Nikon lens. It had better lenses. Yeah? All it had to do is recognize what it wasn't. I'm not the small camera. Yeah? It moved away. Now, its view isn't from the small camera. It sees the small camera in a much larger panoramic view. Yes? Where the small camera never saw the big camera, ever. But now, the big camera sees the small camera, and it's not the only thing it sees, and it sees in a panoramic view. This is the message, in a way. Yeah? And then you start having HD experiences. Now you have surround sound. Now, like it was always an experience I had after talks when we'd go out to eat, everything tasted great, which is essential when you go back east and eat at all the diners. Yeah, Every bit of food I would eat after a talk, it tasted great. Yeah, for years, it always, it always upgrades the sense experience every time. Yeah. No effort, no thought. I'm not trying to taste food more. It's just the way it goes. You get upgraded, yeah? As an effect of being available to that, yes. So, thanks for the Craig's Corner, yes. We slipped, you slipped us right in there. I appreciated <laughs> that move. I knew it was coming when you started doing the, the colors of the fire because it sounded like the colors of the leaves. The last time we had a session of the Craig's Corner, but it, it worked. So nice to see you, Craig. Thank you. And I'm happy that uh, you can just come here and express yourself. And I'm hope, I hope everyone else feels a similar openness, even if they don't say anything or not. Yes? Yes. So just, but I, it's funny how people get so amazed when things actually work. Yes? Without much effort and thought. But to me, that's the obviousness of it. It's the effort of thought should have set, set off some alarms, really. If the solution has a lot to do with you, it's probably not going to be the solution you need. <laughs> I swear, if you're going to be the maintenance of the solution, I don't know about that solution. Yes, it has too much of you in it. Really, This message has none of you in it. That's why it works. It's not directed at you. It's not for you. It's not, it's about you for sure. It is definitely a description of you, the you that you're not. And we are attempting to, to sing the gospel of the value of knowledge of selfing instead of self-knowledge, but knowledge of selfing, because that's the only knowledge there is. There is no knowledge of self. Knowledge of self is part of the problem. Knowledge of selfing is a solution, yes? You see there's never been a self, yeah? Which is the head's is exactly opposite of the story the head tells us. The head does not say we're becoming something. It says we already are something. We... When you when it claims a certain doing at this moment, it says you're the historical doer. That one claiming of one doing triggers a feeling of being the doer in 50 years of living. You see it? You see, it uses the tiniest suggestions to proclaim an incredible fucking encyclopedia of facts. 
It plays with magic. It plays with time. That which comes after is implied to be before. That's a trick in time. Simple as that. And now, now the before that we are is now an after the manufactured before starts looking for. Yes? All the while using the before to look for the before that's seen in the after, which is like some fucking conceptual merging with something or there's a a false self, a somewhat falser self, and then an authentic self, all these things that come up. We don't have a clue what's going on. Yeah. I'm going to find my authentic self. You tell me, pull me up when you do, really. Seriously, call me up. I'd be like, I'd like to hear it. I'd like to hear from it. Yeah. This is insane. We're going to, and you know, I would, you know, the idea of heaven being an 18 golf, you know, 18 hole golf course, we're going to be in the same body. <laughs> you know what I mean? Heaven will be like when you're a teenager, you won't have acne. You know, this is like everything is pertaining to the, the thing that we're not. We think heaven, our description of heaven is pertaining to the thing that we're not. It's insane. Yeah. I don't believe, you know, we've been made in the image of God. I think God has been made into our image. Yes. We think it's a thing, a guy or something. (laughs) Jesus is the son. He was like, he left his father and became a left coast surfer. And he's got the blonde (laughs) hair and the blue eyes. You can't be ready to say, dude, you know, hey, dude, I'm stoked, man. Uh, we're thrashing out there today. He looks like a fucking guy I see in Santa Barbara all the time. <laughs> Blue eyes, the blonde hair. Jesus Christ, it's insane. So, yeah, thank you, man. The beauty that you see is just a, a pale reflection of the beauty that we are. Yeah. That's how gorgeous it is, really. And I used to love a man. I hope he he's doing well. Uh, we used to call him on having never left. He would one day he did a beautiful talk on the innocence, the childlike innocence that's never been marred or affected, or there's never been a blemish put on it. I, I just loved the uh, the sense of it when he shared. Yeah, that idea that we've grown up. Yes. But in a sense, we've never lost that innocence. Yeah. And I thought Jesus, in a way, from what the story they tell us, caught it when he was suffering through that insane thing. He said, hey, listen, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yes. And I truly do. I truly, truly believe most of the shit that comes through us, we had nothing to do with. Yeah. We're innocent of all those transgressions. Yeah, we truly are. In Rome, we may have to have a prison sentence to come to fulfill in Rome. Yeah. And maybe we will have to say we're accountable for what's happened in Rome in the Roman way of lawing. But from what we are, nothing has ever been done to cause any fucking disruption or anything else. Yes. The innocence is bright and shiny as it's always been. And it's here now. I mean, Jesus Christ. I had so many examples of being out of my mind on alcohol and and drugs. And you're going to try to tell me I chose to do the shit that happened through me when I was under the influence. You could fucking have me in a torture chamber. I would never admit that because that's not been my experience. Something took me over. Something used me for transportation. I wanted to go left, it turned right. It was just the way it go. I was in a dilemma of powerlessness because I assumed I should have some power over this life and I had no power. Something had fucking neutralized me. And I was basically like any other addict that you've ever seen, yes? And if you wanted to meet me or treat me, you'd have to treat the addict because there was no me there. There was no Paul there. It was pure addiction. And that's when, I did the best in life when I was being run by others because they never took me as Paul. They saw me as a fucking addict and they did what was best for the addict. And I thrived in that institutional setting. Yeah. 
because they did not notice me as Paul. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel everyone here has so much evidence. All you need is the right light to trigger it. Yes. The same message can just disarm you that the head will, will take to be a call to arms. Yeah. There's not, there's, I need do nothing. People here are into the Course in Miracles. Read that little chapter. I need do nothing. And then the chapter explains people going through a life of contemplation and meditation. It says, yeah, because it's the mind dreaming, they're going to fulfill the purpose, but it's going to take a whole lot of fucking time. And they said, if you're reading this book, one of its points, the Course in Miracles, is to save you time. To arrive at, I need to, I need do nothing. Yes? Yes. How do many people arrive there? By doing a lot of shit and realizing it doesn't work. Yeah. I'd like it to go an easier way, but that's a pretty tried and true method. They, something gets negated and that which they were trying to affirm as that which gets negated now is affirming. Yes. When that which needed to be negated was using it to affirm itself, it wasn't working. Now you're living in an affirmation. You're not trying to have an affirmation. Yes. You are the prayer, so to speak. So. Yeah, yeah. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, for sure. Yes? And it's that beauty in us that expresses itself out of us. And that's what we see when we have the eyes to see. When you're not present, seemingly, and you're always present, but when you're not present and not available, the eyes that can see that aren't being utilized, are they? There you go. You can say... You have eyes, but you're the, you do not have the eyes that see at that moment. Yes? This is the hope of these messages and these talks, is to produce, not to produce, but allow an expression that you would call, the way I call it, is traveling lighter, really, basically. And I have a lot of forgotten beauty that I've seen today. That's how beautiful the inside is. I can forget every, every expression of the beauty outside and still have the sense of beauty, yes? I don't try to take pictures of that sunset. <clears throat> yeah, so, all right, thanks, bro. Very nice to see you. You're welcome. Thanks, Greg. Yeah, I want to take a second to add my thanks, but it's, um, you know, a sense of inadequacy that gets in the way sometimes because, like, listening to Craig is so beautiful. Uh, my old friend, our old friend, Chris, you know, just to look at him, you know, now in the Zoom square as well as the times before I've been privileged. And, and an amazing, uh, peaceful time I've shared with the new you know, in person and on Zoom, uh, uh, the, the, you know, the, the life I've gotten to share with you uh, carries wonderful friendship. <laughs> and I, you know, I can go to, go to a lot more people. That's where I feel inadequate, right? Like, oh, you know, I'm going to pick out certain people and I, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, but, you know, and I went on, on the most amazing hike before, before here, you know, and did not take a video of the vista at the top of the, the top of the mountain that I would love to be able to do so I could share with you. And then I, and then I fall apart and get disinterested. I seems like too much energy to take the video <laughs> too, hard, <laughs> too hard to share with people. And yet I feel bad because, you know, I mean, the selfie feels bad because, you know, uh, I, I, because I don't do it or I can't, I'm not doing it right now, whatever, you know, what I, that's, so that's back to the in, inadequacy, <laughs> but I wanted to take a second to, to uh, on Craig's coattails <laughs> to give thanks. Oh, great. Well, right back at you, Mike. See, we miss you here on the West Coast. Yes. Yes, always miss you. Yeah. But we'll be coming there. I'm, you're going to be stuck with me up there. 
16, 17, 18. I, I told Susan today. I saw Susan today, Vita's friend. Oh, did you? I haven't. Vita hasn't called me back. I hope she calls me. She's been in Europe, Susan said. She's supposed to be back though soon, I think. Oh, she's in Europe. That's why she didn't call me. <laughs> well, I'm, what I'm going to do is just go go there. I have Monday and Tuesday taken care of. Wednesday, Thursday, we'll figure it out the next few weeks. Yeah. But I'm going to come up and visit you. Anyway. Huh? I'll contact Susan and make sure Vita's back. And then, yeah, get Jack G to come over and we'll hang out no matter what up yeah, in okay. that area. Great. All right. Anyone else have a go share or anything? Uh, no hands. Uh, anybody want to wave their hands? Well, that's awesome then. We can have a, I think this was a beautiful, we had satsang and we had Craig's Corner. Who would have known? You got two for the price of none. Not bad. All right. Well, I'm going to start saying goodbye. Craig, nice to see you, my friend. Yeah. Keep it up. Mia, she's back in San Diego, I think. We're going to... Always a pleasure. Chris, as always, nice to see you, bro. I'll see you soon. Live, I hope. Yes. We got Mike down. Michael Z. Giselle in Las Vegas. Yeah. Nice to see you, honey. We got, uh, is, who's this in? Oh, is this Brian in Minneapolis? Yeah, there he is. Nice to see you, Brian. All, you're well? F feeling good? Yeah, I'm doing really well. I've been uh, without alcohol for 10 months today, without weed for 45 days, and without any mental health meds for nearly a month. And I feel the best that I remember ever feeling. I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. Great. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Yes, very, very good. Thank you. Rob M. in Massachusetts. Rob, I'm going to be in Massachusetts, so I'm going to bring a, a Zen bitch slap with me with your name on it. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk, yes. We'll talk sooner or later. But yeah, it'll be on the website. We'll set it up. But we'll be up there and probably around Great Barrington, somewhere there. All right, cool. Emerson in Long Beach, California. I spent a lot of time in Long Beach, Long Island. <laughs> uh, we got John. Nice to see you, John. Yep. Dennis W. Did I get... Uh, we got David. David from Down Under. Marty. Bill Churchman. I'm hoping to see Bill. Remember, I want to get those wheels on a lazy boy. We'll do our best, Paul. You know, you know what what day you're going to be in Doylestown? I think it's going to be the twelfth, the Monday. Cool. Yeah, and then Tuesday I'm going to be in Hamilton, Pennsylvania, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. but yeah, we'll meet earlier if you show up. Come if you want. We'll plan it later on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So Monday. All right. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We got Kathleen. Nice to see you, honey. Yep. John S. Florida. Richard H. Richard, uh, we're going to be on, if you're up, we're going to be in Auburn uh, Memorial Day. We're going to have a talk on Saturday at M Maria's house. We'll post it. I'll put it up this week. But yeah, hopefully you got, if you're not busy, you can come by. We got Mike B. Oh, Mike G. Uh, Mike G. How are you, Mike? Are you new today? Oh, no. You're my friend from Southern Cal. All right. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, I couldn't see you from afar. What's up, man? How are you? Good. Good. All's well. All right. All right. Good to see you. Thanks. Yep. We got Irene. Yes, she is. Always a pleasure, Irene. Thank you for really showing up, everyone. Truly. Miss Amelia. Yep. She's in the other room somewhere. William S. Nice to see you, William. Kerry, he's looks uh he's in Hawaii. Yeah. Esther. Esther, I'm gonna be meeting you too when I come down there. Lindy. We've got Christine in Kalua. Kalua. Kalula. Yeah. 
uh, let's see who we have over here. Alan Olson. All right. Oh, Andrew, Andrew Pigram. You're doing all right, my friend. All right. Yeah. Getting there. Yeah. Oh, good. Doing okay. Good. Thanks, Paul. Yeah. Thanks for dropping in, saying hello. Yeah, definitely. Got Susan H. Yes. Nice to see you, Susan. One of these days, you got to come down and visit us again on Saturday. Gary Clark. He's the mayor of Placerville. Nice to see you, Gary. Yep. All right, Paul. Tej. Tej. Yeah. Tej is, uh, he's truly the spiritual uh, crash test dummy. <laughs> he's, he's been through it all. Yes. He's got, he's got a lot to share. Nice to see you, Tej. Nice to see you, Paul. Yep. Always. Elliot. Ah, nice to see Elliot, too. You back east, Elliot? Yeah, I'm in New York City. Are you going to come close by? Yes, yes. Yeah. If you oh. have some people and you want to set something up, it would be good. Oh, that would be really easy. Are you are you open to coming to the city to do something? Yes, yes. Why don't we do it uh, either Wednesday or Thursday night? Okay, Wednesday. Or Saturday, in the, or Saturday early, like at 12, because then I have to go back to New Jersey in, at night. Okay, let me see what I can set up and I'll I'll email you. Please do. Yeah, really please do. I'd like to go to the city. I'd like to go to uh down down east or west village down there, right? Eh? Okay, yeah, perfect. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, please get in touch with me. Again, I think it's the we I'll fly out the eleventh. It should that would be the thirteenth and fourteenth, Wednesday or Thursday, I think. Yeah. Of this month of now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'll hear from you, Elliot. Thanks. Sure. Get back to me. I'm interested in. Yeah, definitely, I will. I will definitely do that. All right, good. All right, we got James in Japan. Ah. Nice to see you, James. All's well. Hey, Paul. Yeah, all's good. Thank you. Good. Great message. Thank you for uh, <laughs> representing Japan. <laughs> nice to see. Nice to hear from it. All right. Hey, Bruce, Bruce is somewhere. Susanna W, planning on Sicily. Yeah, we're not taking no for an answer. We have Greg, I think the Greg from Minneapolis. Susan K, my latte lady, grateful Dave. Uh, I think that's about it. Hey, listen, thank you. Thanks for coming tonight and holding the space and we'll be here tomorrow for Recovery, 10.30 Pacific time, and then Saturday, 1 o'clock Pacific time, Zoom, and live at the, at the church in Marin. All right. See you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks, Paul. You're welcome.